0: Family and welcome to Power Start Your Day is Dame Nicola Smith Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you because He wants you to win with life, money, and business. I don't know about you, but this week has already been to a start of um, so many activities that could easily distract you from achieving financial freedom. This is what life can be about if we're not totally focused. And today we're going to be talking about the laws of um, success. And I want us to really have a discussion. I want you to go ahead and open up because we're going to be asking a few questions, like, "Hey, what do you really want to achieve in in your life? And what do you think is stopping you?" And after we, um, you know, go through that, we want you to leave today with some answers. Um, there's an urgency uh, right now in the earth for those who. Um, believe in God or just, you know, listen, God reigns on the just and the unjust. So it's, he, he's not judgmental like we are as people that feel like, oh, you don't deserve what God has. If you don't believe in him and love him, well, God thinks differently. Um, but he has put laws in place that um, some people in our eyes that may be unjust are reaping benefits. But what about you? What about you uh, accessing financial freedom through the laws that have already been in place that doesn't have anything to do with how big of a social media um, you know following you have that doesn't have anything to do with uh, you know what your you know who your friends are what car you drive whatever what what have you really understood the laws of success that you could be what people would consider the least of these in their eyes. And you could use these laws and achieve anything you want. Most of us, we might say, I know these laws, but I want to know, are we living them? Our scripture is going to be coming out of the book of Luke 638. And this is obviously one of the laws, but I want more interaction on today. uh, And I want to make sure that we got uh, Nate up here. Um, I don't know if we missed anybody else, but I know we see our... um, our panel. And today I want to learn. I learn every day, but I want to learn from you. I want to learn from you even in the audience. I see my girl Jeanette. I want to, I want to have her come up here too um, as far as, you know, identifying. I'm seeing her doing some great things in her life. But I want you guys to know something. I know she's like, OMG, she brought me up. Yes. Because there are some people who have, uh, they're living these laws not even realizing it, and if they were just hone in and pivot into the laws, like success becomes much more effortless. And so our scriptures coming out of Luke six and thirty eight, and this is one of um, a huge law. And we have the the seven Deepak Chopra has his book, and you know um, you know you have Brian Tracy has his book, and you got Les Brown has his book. But they're all kind of wrapping back up into this main book, (laughs) the Bible. And so let's just go straight to the source. And um, Luke 6 and 38 reads, give, and it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's the new international version. And I believe that that is kind of straightforward. Straightforward. It can be measured back to you the way you put it out. So why is it so hard for us to put it out the way we want it to come back? We're going to talk about these laws because the law of potentiality, that's what Deepak Chopra talks about, is that most of us in simplicity, we're not operating from the place of our spirit man. We operate from our flesh man. And how do you go into your spirit man in the midst of all this craziness when your flesh man is at full attention? We got to pray, and we got to meditate, because I'm telling you right now, success is spiritual before natural, not the other way around. So let's go to the Lord. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today, because this is the day you've made, and we're so glad we're We're here in the land of the living. Heavenly Father, I want you, Lord just to open up our hearts and our minds, and we know that we must give the will. We must align with your perfect will, not your permissive will, oh, dear Lord. You've given us permission to do so much, and Lord, I I just want to ask for forgiveness because we're messing up. No, our brothers and sisters, and we all are in this together. Holy Spirit, have your way here. Power, start your day. As we all who call ourselves servants, may we all decrease so you can increase like never before. We're hurting, but most of it is self-inflicted. Help us forgive ourselves. Help us understand who we really are, that we can operate in our true nature, where the abundant life that Jesus died for will be just Evident in every area of our life. It's challenging even with all of the threats of our freedom. But we know that in the spirit there is always liberty. Help us, oh dear Lord, to operate at our highest self right now in every exploit that we decide to do. Let us honor you in every way and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm going to need some help on today. I'm going to go ahead and move these moderators up because I'm going to need some help because I can already feel in the spirit. It's just some days it's it's just not as easy as it is others, especially the um, tension that I'm experiencing in the spirit realm where... um, People who are believers, they're tossing, they're they're toggling back and forth as to what do they believe. And I'm not trying to say anything about Clubhouse or anything like that because I'm on Clubhouse. I'm not a hypocrite in any way. But some of the rooms that I'm hearing, I'm hearing people, I'm hearing so much of how people are going to operate out of their flesh, man, and people are going to be stumbling all over the place. They're gonna be scratching their head wondering why am I not, why am I not seeing the success that these people on the stages are talking about? Why am I like so hyped after I'm in this room and I don't even wanna leave the room like it's a drug? Because when I go back out in the real world, nothing like what they're talking about is realizing in my life. Literally, the rooms where you hear all this tactical, strategic things and you're not hearing anyone much, not anyone, I don't want to say that because there's no generalizations, but I'm not hearing much even in the big rooms of how you got to tap into your higher self. You can't grind your way to the top because you will literally slide down a slippery slope just as fast as you are, even faster than you got there and crash and burn and be behind closed doors with even a lot of money and nothing else where you feel whole. I don't want that to happen to you. You don't want that to happen to you. So why don't we start talking about this, right? We got to talk real because the moment I began to realize that my ratchet flesh self wasn't going to get me to where I was, I reached out to God. We call it prayer. I reached out and I'm like, okay, it's crazy. How am I reaching out and he's right here? And the first thing I did was I did repent. I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. I just need you to tell me how to get it right, and I promise I will share what you tell me with everyone who would listen, huh. but the problem is there's not many enough people listening <laughs> to share with other people. That's just in my opinion. Even in Luke 6.38, it says, don't be judging folk. That's hard, isn't it? Especially when you would judge yourself. It's hard to not judge, to say, hey, they're not listening. You're looking for manifestation. we are looking for the proof that you're listening. And I can't tell you enough that right now is a time that believers need to, we need to see proof realized that you're listening. So the word tells us to give, and it will be given to you, but some people feel we don't have anything to give, and it says a good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over will be poured into your lap. When I started going into overflow, I'm like, oh, no, this is like the gold rush. How This is like, I don't, I don't chase money. I don't. I don't. I don't chase money. I don't chase people. I don't chase nothing. Things come into my lap because of The law of potentiality where I know that I am truly from God, made in his likeness, and I give. And it does come back in surmountable measures, all sorts of different directions. So when we start talking about the law of potentiality that you are made From God, But every when you're not feeling like you're not even worthy of even the name you're carrying or even then now you're like giving what else do I have to give when you understand in the spirit that we all have something to give you will not be in awe or shock of the success that you're hearing in these places and then you will also be able to know that the full story can never be told you have to start experiencing it for yourself. That's the part, the real truth, I'm not hearing. You can follow every step. I've been in an industry where I give people steps to success, and they can follow every step, and it works for some and don't work much for others, and these laws of success are being ignored, and then when you ignore them, you will also reap the consequences of them, good or bad. They don't care about good or bad. They, The laws are just laws. So I want to open up, and I want people to raise their hand. And I, these are the questions that we want to answer for you on today, because it's about to get real, y'all. You're about to see some real stuff that you that looks like it's in a movie. If you haven't already looked at the world right now, read, read the news that it looks like it's a movie. But you're like, are we in the world like real, right? Yeah, 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 we are. But remember, the world told you to be in it, but not of it. Don't forget. To be in it, but not of it. To renew your mind every day. This, nowadays, more than ever, the word is necessary. It ain't just that little heebie-jeebie stuff you talking about, those people spiritual, those people churchy, you're going to be left out big time if you don't get in touch with your spiritual self so that you can have a better natural experience. Good morning. God bless you, Bishop Mason Danikia. Abdul, Nate, Shara, let's go. Good morning. Oh, good morning. God bless you. God bless you, Bishop. Good morning. How you doing?
1: Good. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you and thank you for again this opportunity to platform and your sensitivity. And you always understand the times. And you don't. I, I always say, many times we find ourselves moving in a contemporary sense, which means to operate alongside of but very few of us, particularly as believers, operate prophetically, which means to operate ahead of. And so thank you for always being so prophetic with these particular topics.
0: Yes. You know, even a cross-reference of Psalms 79 and 12 say, pay back into the laps of your neighbor sevenfold the reproach they hurled at you, O Lord. It's like so evident that, Giving is a huge way. So, first, like giving in the spirit, the gratitude, we've talked about that. But once we, what about all of these things we're talking about in the spiritual in motion of action? Like, how can someone in business, because I encourage you, even if you have a job, you need to have a business, uh, when you start talking about uh, financially, tax wise, And this is the way free enterprise, this is the way that you can have the freedom to give the way you want to, to align yourself with the laws of success without hindrance and literally identify how do I want to live my life? Like I had to do that, right? I came from that 12, 14 hour day behind the chair, then went into my first, you know, business, my first seven figure business where I ran from sunup to sundown because that's what I was taught that it was going to be the labor, the harder that you worked. And then I realized when I started working harder on myself, I started taking more time for prayer and meditation and start showing me that there's simpler ways to do this. And I start to learn what leverage was in the spirit. Then I began to know what it was from a de- definition standpoint. And then I began to like use that in every way of my life. And then now I started saying, no, everything got a compound. Everything got to stay moving and moving, currency, money. Everything needed to stay moving at a certain pace, right? We call that consistency, and it needed to be moving out and coming in, moving out and coming in. So I started monitoring, okay, I'm putting out, I got to make sure what's coming in. So I started deciding how I actually live my day based off of what was most profitable, not only financially, but it was profitable first in my spirit, man, because I needed that. When, when business gets hard, you, it really shows you who you are to the core. So I had to realize, wait, you you got to sharpen the axe before you even talking about cutting down a tree. So you got to make sure your spirit, man and woman, is up to par, because when you get those blows that you don't expect on a day, how are you going to just snap back, get back up and keep going? It was in the spirit. And then I'll say, I don't care what they do, I'm going to keep giving, but I'm not going to sow seed to grow weed. I'm going to give in places where the reciprocity, the law of reciprocity was possible, and then I would, because meaning said, I'm not giving in places that deplete me. There still needs to be fulfillment in giving. So that started helping me understand what type of business was I going to be doing? How was I going to live my life doing that business? And anything that started making me feel yucky, I started seeing an interruption in my spiritual life. And I said, nope, that got to go. I don't care how much money it is. How can we help people understand that? Then Nikki, have you started experiencing and operating more in the spirit? I can remember you and I at Bishop Morton's church, right? Were were you with me when we went to Bishop Morton's church to go share? Um, and I remember, wait a minute, what happened? My mind, I'm going in my picture mind. You going and share about how when you started noticing and seeing me operate in the spirit, how you got a had become a higher, you had a higher desire to operate in the spirit first, and you started realizing it wasn't just about that corporate game the exchange for money, trading money for time is really about that, you know, starting to give. Can can you explain that transformation?
2: Yes, absolutely, Nicola. Um I actually good morning to everyone as well and thank you for the platform as always. But um I do remember uh sharing with you and I think I shared on one of the um power structure days the other week Uh, One encounter specifically, I remember um, us in North Carolina and you were speaking and Danielle was kind of texting me like, are you okay? Because it was almost like I was zoned out. And when I hear you speak certain times, I, I always feel like it's speaking to a different side of my mind. And I'm like, what is going on? And I literally can just start seeing different images in that specific time I literally just saw me you and other people holding hands ushering people like telling people to come on um that same uh, day there I don't know if she's listening the young lady on my team um Alexis that was my first time meeting her and I had to step out of the room because like I said I, I couldn't understand or describe what was going on in my mind and I went to the, the restroom and she was in there literally in tears I'm like oh are you okay and that was my first time meeting her I had just reached out to her via text to say hey come out to the meeting Um, and it now allows me to just operate in a different level where I'm not just seeing surface level a lot of the stuff that we see or hear we would just you know maybe shrug it off like oh you know that's just that uh, but I even sent you a text message last night. I, I've been sharing, I've just been reading and reading and reading, I'm just in a space where I'm not talking as much. I know I've been talking a lot with Clubhouse when it comes to Power Start Your Day, but I've just been reading, and I picked up this book that was actually recommended on Clubhouse in one <laughs> of the rooms, and in the book, <laughs> it mentions Clubhouse, and we know that there's nothing new under the sun, and I was discussing it even with my husband. I'm like, Wait a minute. This book, the name of this book is in this book. I mean, this app is in this book. And, and,
0: parlor, like, too. and parlor too. Another <laughs> app. And Parlor
2: too. I'm like, wait, what is going on? And so, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like again, a lot of things. Once you do begin to tap into the spirit side, you will not just take surface level information or surface level things that you're hearing. Uh, you'll be able to apply it or understand it on a, a much deeper level. So it's very eye-opening, to
0: say the least. Wow. You know, this is the thing. Do people believe that we are existing in multiple realms at the same time? We're not trying to go into this this deal of... Um, like, so when people talk about mindset, right, they, they say the safe words about, about mindset. Okay, so your mindset, how you think, or the thoughts that come through your head, they say thoughts are things, right? Thoughts are things, thoughts are things. We accept that because the word thought is a word that we're not afraid of, but when we start going into the word spirit to say, okay, well, spirit is something that exists, but you may not be able to see it with the natural eye, but we do have eyes and ears in the spirit. We do. You can can hear, you can see. But most of us choose not to see, like we might cease and it might scare you, but why would we be afraid of the origin of something? That's how come a lot of people always just get the surface. You heard Daniki talk about the surface. That's why we get the crumbs, because we don't want to go deeper. People who don't want to actually go deeper to a higher level of understanding, if the word said in all thy getting, get understanding, if you don't want to get understanding, then you're going to keep getting the crumbs. Why am I talking like this this morning? Because the divide of rich and poor is separating at a faster rate than ever in the history of the planet. Right now. It's one thing to never have had something, but to have it and lose it is a whole different thing. And I can see the middle class Disappearing real fast right now. Doctor Nicola? Yes, Bishop.
1: If, if I may, and and please forgive me. Uh, earlier, um I didn't know you wanted me to uh, expound at that particular moment. I i, I should have, but as mm-hmm. I was dealing with me, this this is a crazy, crazy topic, and th- that scripture is one of my favorites. Uh, but before I do that, I want to speak to Deniki and and say to you. That this gift that God has given you that is being very much heightened, you you really need to seek the Lord concerning that. And same thing I had a conversation with mm-hmm. Dr. Nicola about that gift of the seer. It's a prophetic gift. And of course, all seers are prophets, but not all prophets are seers. The seer has a unique ability to operate in another realm where you literally can see things and each seer is different. You have some seers with a prophetic ability to write and it's a literary gift. Uh, Some do poetry, some sing, uh, some even worship and dance. Uh, Some see pictures and visions and some are able to gain unique strategies. Mm -hmm. come from human wisdom. And i was Mm -hmm. sharing the same thing with Dr. Nicola. Uh, Many times we get Joseph very confused. And I said this on last week, we think he was a dreamer, but he was actually an interpreter of dreams. He only had one dream, but he interpreted many dreams. So very much so that it brought him to the court of Pharaoh. And that dream was not to be looked upon in a very mystical sense or the interpretation thereof. See, Joseph was just given a strategy And it wasn't him just giving him reasoning to his dreams, but he was showing him what all of the other masters of Egypt could not figure out. And that was the strategy needed to survive a famine. And that's what God gives to many different people with this seer gift. And the world is looking for that spirituality. So, Dr. Nicola, when you talk about the world and, and them not understanding the necessity of being spiritual first, which is a law, they cannot get the fact that they are a spirit being Mm -hmm. mastering the human experience. They many times operate as human beings, mastering the spiritual experience. And so outside of God, you're forced to try to master that spiritual experience. But that's why it's for those of us who are spiritual to create an uninhibited pathway. That's what access is, an uninhibited path uh, to create that kind of access, to help them to understand who God is. But here is the thing, as I said before, The devil called in a bomb threat and the church ran out. And so now that the church has run out of the building into the marketplace, into other areas, we can no longer use hide behind the mask of liturgy. Mm -hmm. We can no longer hide behind the mask of being churchy. Now we have to be like God. We have to be godly. And to be godly means to exemplify that character. And so it's a balanced uh, uh, character. It's, it's, it's a balancing act. And what happens when the world can't see the true reflection of God, they start making up their own gods. Sure. And so what we have to do now is walk out and mirror the answer to what the Apostle Paul writes to the church at Rome. And I think it's in, in the 8th chapter somewhere around the 19th, 20th verse. You guys can proof text me, but it speaks of the fact, and I'm paraphrasing, that the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. What that simply means is the earth is going through. As a matter of fact, Paul uses the analogy of a woman in travail, pregnant, getting ready to have birth, give birth, but going through because you got to get this, there's nobody there to deliver the baby. And so the world is walking around pregnant. But we have not put ourselves in the positions of being spiritual OBGYNs to deliver the babies they're pregnant with to show them what they're holding, to give them an image of who Jesus really looks like. And it's practical things like this they're looking for. They're not looking for the complicated. They're looking for the simplistic, you know, again, uh, with laws of how to receive financial freedom. So when you utilize this scripture, Luke six thirty eight and then when you talked about uh, how uh, Luke writes about judge being judgmental and not pre uh, 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 assuming who knows God who does not know God and, and creating these presuppositions well it it, it it helps me because it falls right within the context of what he was trying to write we utilize this for all. We talk about this in church about giving, but that scripture had very little to do with finance. It had everything to do with Mm relationships,
3: which
1: which brings us to this point about the law of freedom, financial freedom. And the first laws is going to be the law of honor. Because... If you do not honor a thing, you will abuse a thing. Mm -hmm. And because we don't honor God properly, we abuse the liberty, the privilege, and the relationship we've been given with him. And that even translates over into money. But then you have to honor those who are greater than you. Honor those who know more than you. Honor those who can speak into you. Uh, I said this to you on yesterday. When you're speaking to me in this room concerning finance and business, I stop what I'm doing. And, and I'm listening because I honor you as a mentor. Nate is another one. I honor as a mentor. When he's speaking to me about things, I write them down. But by the same token, here comes the honor. It's a two-way street. Because when I'm speaking to you in my realm and my wheelhouse, you honor me enough to listen to me. Likewise, mm-hmm. Nate mm-hmm. does the same thing. And so I believe now there's another law, and this law is a law of psychology,
0: reciprocity. There you go. He now, kicks in.
1: <laughs> because we give and take back and forth uh, with each other and so i believe it starts with that particular law which is honor and then it shifts into work because again honoring is not enough because honoring says i have the right to pull from you but now here's the greater question what am i going to do with what i'll from you i've got to put it into practice i've got to work and so you know you're not talked like about this how we hear prophecies over and over again. Uh, for those that don't understand prophecy, you hear people tell you the same thing over and over. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. <laughs> why are you constantly telling me the same thing? Well, there's a law in prophecy, which simply says this. The redundancy of prophecy speaks to the lack of activity. Mm. It means you had not done anything. Mm. That's why I keep telling you the same
0: thing over and over again.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. So powerful because... This is the deal. When people start running away from these spiritual laws that literally make success effortless,
2: like meaning
0: you just become success, like what you do because you're operating in these laws, everything you do, you operate in the laws, that there's no question, is it going to go to success? And anytime you don't see success, you already know what's happening. You don't have to get on a diagnostic you know, machine like at the, you know, they put the car on a diagnostic machine to see what's wrong. If you know the laws, you'll already know what's wrong. And so when we have, there is a a uh, emotional guidance scale that I, that I share. It's like an emotional guidance scale, and it talks about like an upward and downward spiral. And I'm going to read out a few of these, um, you know, emotions that people have in a downward spiral. And typically, People who are in the lowest realm of wealth, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially, typically are experiencing the downward spiral. If they experience anything in the upward spiral, it's very temporary. And I'm going to read these so you can understand, and you will say, emotions are what? Thoughts, and the thoughts are things. And then where do the thoughts come from? You can't see it, so it's the spirit. So we got to kind of simplify this stuff so people won't be afraid of the word spirit, and they won't kind of make it so like you got to be special because God has given all of us, and we were all created uh, with the spirit, the Holy Trinity, let us create man in the likeness of our image. So don't be thinking that people that even could see or realize they can see or people that they're bigger, better, whatever. No, he gives us according to our abilities, but many of us don't even practice what we've been given. So let's talk about this emotional scale. And we're going to talk about the laws that affect the way you think and the way you feel. Because remember we talked about your vision and saying, you got to attach emotion to it. And it makes a difference because what that gives a whole different vibration of So let's see. So fear, grief, depression, powerlessness, victim. I need you to do a check off and say, have you ever felt those types of ways? Insecurity, guilt, unworthiness, jealousy, hatred, revenge, anger, discouragement, worry, blame. Doubt, disappointment, overwhelm, frustration, irritation, impatience, pessimism, boredom. If you're experiencing any of those right now, those are the lowest levels of emotion where creativity is extremely low. And so if you think about create, If you want to get access, you have to create opportunities for the access, and it's not through only your networking, whatever, because you can connect with people, but we talk about the know, like, trust. Guess what? Do people know, like, and trust people with these? Yeah, they can mask them for a moment with the fake smiles, the fake support, and what have you, but now when you start looking at contentment, hopefulness, optimism, positive expectation or belief, enthusiasm, passion. And then when you have knowledge, joy, empowerment, freedom, love, appreciation is at the highest of this upward spiral. So if you can identify first in the spirit and emotionally be able to give from a place of joy, knowledge, empowerment, freedom, love, appreciation, money will Coming to your bosom, overflowing. Whatever mountain of influence you're operating in, whatever it is that you have, then now if you can have passion toward it, you're not just doing it so you can receive money. You are enthusiastic so you don't have to keep being reminded. People that always have to keep being reminded to get up and move, you can't be enthusiastic. You're the one that continuously miss goals. Bank account, not happy with, but your social media scroll says something different, so it's incongruency. Positive expectation and belief. If you knew without a shadow of a doubt that what you put your mind to, you're going to achieve. No way you're going to be coming worried, discouraged, jealous. If you're hopeful, No way you're so easily distracted, or you get bored with knowledge. Can we open up and talk about this? Abdul, good morning. God bless you.
3: (laughs) Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Honestly, this is an interesting topic, and I'd like to... Funny enough, I I posted something similar about this on Instagram, on my Instagram stories, my contribution to this is for you to destroy a man, reduce him to his base instinct. When you exist and you are yet to attain the higher self, the higher, when you stop pursuing the higher version of yourself, it makes it impossible for you to access financial freedom. Because man was made to create. Mm. And even in the Bible, it is said that God made us in his own image. He made us, he endowed us
1: with everything for us
3: to be able to create. But a man that constantly thinks, around his sensual desires, sight touch, taste, smell, hearing, is restless, is dull, is unmotivated, and is indecisive then there is no way this person will be able to create wealth. And if you look at it, really, the um, core quality of high achievers is focus. Mm. And if you take, like, a magnifying glass and you concentrate it on a paper in the sun and you <laughs> direct it, like, the magnifying glass to that paper, if it, you focus it for so long, it will start burning...
2: Mm-hmm. That, paper.
3: that shows you the intensity of focus and how it can accelerate something to happen, right? Now, people tend to get distracted a lot. We have so many distractions in our surroundings to, at this point. But to create huge amount of wealth, to build a dynasty, you need to focus on accelerating your growth and getting in touch with your higher self. I mean, I read a lot and one of what I study is where do your thoughts actually come from? Like, how are you able to get your thoughts? Like, how are you able to get it so concise such that you're able to create something? And when you think of it really, the moment you get the best inspiration, the moment you get the best thoughts to create is when you are still.
2: Mm -hmm. When you are free of all distractions, when you are free
3: of all things that are probably asking you to come do this, do that, and you are alone. But in this current world, the main reason we have like 95% without wealth and lacking is because they have their attention in so many places. And I like using an analogy. If every one of us in this room were to take a box of pizza to share it, would have just nib- nibbles of it and no one would be full. But if we take just one, that box of pizza and one person is to eat it, then that person is to their field, right? That's the same way our energy is. If we put our energy in so many places, that it makes it very, very difficult for us to achieve success. But when we focus our energy specifically on something, then we start to build up momentum. And the easiest thing to lose is momentum. But once you build it to a certain level, it takes a life of its own. So for someone to be like, well, I mean, I've made money, I've lost money and I've made it back. But I learned something that just like Bishop has said, you need to honor those you have in your surroundings. And it's it's funny because we think alike and it's like minds think alike. I was still saying it yesterday that you can make money by just being a bridge. Between people. Like, if you know someone has a problem and you know someone that has a solution and you just bridging that can make you wealthy. Right? So, most times, for us to like attain I mean, if, okay, for you to move from six figures to doing seven figures, it requires a new human side. For you to move from seven figures to doing eight figures, it requires a new you. So, the level of client you attain the level of depth of your thoughts will determine how much successful you become so what a man can't envision it can never become so my own contribution to this is aspire to get clients aspire to become a higher version of yourself and once you are on that journey focus on the process the outcome becomes very, very possible once you're obsessed with the process. We have so many people obsessing on the outcome instead of the process.
0: And mm-hmm. that's what's
3: delaying your progress.
1: Mm-hmm. If you want to
3: make a million, obsessed over the process, okay, who can I bring impact to to get me to that million? Instead of thinking, how can I make? I mean, if you think of how you can make a million and you're focused on how to make a million, okay, what if you make the million? What next? After you make money, what next? <laughs> Do you know what you would use that money for? So observe over the process, invest in yourself, and try to become a higher version of yourself every day. And just one resource that I'm going to drop that everyone should go watch is go on YouTube, and search for five hindrances to self-mastery. It's a TEDx talk by Master Shi and Yi. S H I H E N G Y
2: I. Watch it and it's going to change your life. Thanks. So
0: powerful. You know, um, so they, they have two resources right now. Go get the emotional guidance scale, the spiral emotion. You can see this. I, I train it in most of our events. And um, to help people understand, they say, well, how does Nicola do so much, right? That's a big question that I I get a lot. How do you do so much, get so much done in a day, is because I am coming from the higher spiral, the higher portion of the spiral of the emotional scale. I'm coming from the love and knowledge contribution side versus the woe it's me, what I don't have side, just simplicity. And what what I've been said about the process, you know, my Power Moves Planner is how I gave people, this is my daily process. You, you don't build an empire in a day. You build it day by day. And my Power Moves Planner tells people, hey, this, this is what I do every day on how I'm able to I'm remove anything that creates guilt, like taking care of your relationship with God and your family and then now you go and look at how can you contribute. I start with Power start Your Day in other ways. And, and every day, it's always about contribution and then operating in the law of reciprocity, knowing that that is a for sure, for sure way to success. Now, many people still have the question of, well, how do I, if I'm not spiritual, I'm new to listening to this and and getting in touch with my spiritual self, I didn't grow up in church, and I didn't grow up in a household that prayed. and um, trust me, there are a lot of people that did, and they pray, and still nothing's happening. We're talking about how to put it into action. I'm a, I'm a results coach. I got to give you something simplistic to say, okay, for instance, in your business or even at your job, you want, you want what? you want to maybe get promoted. You want to go to the next level. And we're not talking goals where you can say, hey, specifically when, how you're going to measure it. We're not talking goals right now. We're just talking about the law of reciprocity. You want to go to the next level. And then now you get resourced when you look around and you say, well, who can I add something to? So if you even have existing customers, how can I make them feel appreciated? Even out the blue, it's unsolicited. How can I even maybe the people who helped me become successful? How can I share some unsolicited gratitude to them for something that might be added to them, right? Like I can remember Daniki, and I talked about that before, you know, our anniversary was recent, and she dropped me the, um, it's like 88 kind of conversation starters for husbands and wives. I had bought that somewhere else, but when I saw it come and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like so in my heart. She doesn't even understand, like, wait a minute, I picked this up for Rob and I, and then this is what she sends us to say what? I want to see your marriage last. I want to see you, you know, I want to see that thrive in your life. Well, because my principles is God and family. The money is always going to come because I'm operating in the laws, but if I had the money and I didn't have family and I didn't have God, now that's a whole mess for me. So she's sensitive in that, in that idea. You know, so when you start to think about that, who is it that you can add some some value to even in your customers? Can you can you send them something? Unsolicited help. You know how sometimes you're in your business and you think that the person above you is always supposed to serve you, but you bring nothing to the table and you wonder why it takes a long time for them to return a call? We're not operating in a law of reciprocity. You're wondering why you're not at the top of the list or you probably haven't heard from them in a while. What are you offering? What are you bringing versus what are you trying to get? So now when you start to look at this, law of reciprocity isn't I give you a few dollars so that you would like me and want to be around me. Is the communication channel open? Are you communicating consistently? Are you communicating consistently? If you're looking for communication, how often are you communicating? That can be, again, with whoever you're looking. We're talking about human beings, right? It doesn't matter about, okay, right now, is it a customer? Is it a business partner? Is it you know a coworker or whoever? We're still talking about human beings. We need to not forget. We put the titles before we put that they're just human beings. And there's only one place that money comes from. And now if you can have more communication and flow through human beings, then now you can access the freedom you're talking about. And in simplicity, how are you creating freedom for others, then freedom would be reciprocal to you. How are you freeing someone spiritually, mentally, socially, financially? You have a business that can do that, right? You have a way you can do that, right? You can you can put a post on your page and then comment it on. No, you are just posting because you want some engagement, but did you engage? Did you did the post look like you were really talking to a person? Or were you just doing that so people would notice you so they can say, the next post you post, I got this business, click on it, and I want to join. I want you to join. Or were you posting where they knew you were really, you took time that you were really trying to connect with them? Or are you only doing copy and paste? Because you're just trying to emulate somebody else's success, but you don't want to go through the process of even understanding the psychology of sales or how people really buy. You don't want to read. You want people to read to you. You don't want to listen. You want everybody to regurgitate the trainings to you. You don't want to invest in your own success, but you want the people who have invested in success to keep bringing everything to you. Let's think about the laws that we can probably start operating better in so we can get access to freedom. Nate, what would you like to share this morning? Good morning.
4: Great morning, great morning. Truly, I'm sitting over here overwhelmed because there's so many points so I, that I'm ready to spiral off of. but I'm like, okay, let me slow this thing down. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So much value is given on a consistent basis because we are operating in the spirit. I can think of how often I share with people that, I don't care about the what's when I'm working with you. I'm only trying to ensure that you catch my spirit because I can give you the ABCDs, but if you don't operate from the right spirit, you can, uh, you can try to follow the steps, but you will be doing it, trying to do transactions. You'll try to be moving through the process. You're not, you're not trying to be present. You're literally just trying to get to what you want to get to. In other words, you have an agenda. And that right there is the way that I would describe, for me, that whole essence of saying the spirit. It's about that true feeling of service as a result of knowing that I'm on assignment as God's instrument. That's what I think of each and every day as I move forward and I engage, in, and even right now as I'm speaking, I'm, I'm thinking, what am I here for? What is my assignment, how do I ensure that it's not about me, that those that are listening are actually gaining a perspective that it that speaks to their inner me, not their enemy, but their inner me. I think about what we spoke about where we talk about how people go through things. And I said, you know, one thing that would be appropriate is that more often we'll talk about the financial successes and people will oftentimes think, well, how do you know those things? And, and really you, you, you just woke up and you're just where you're at. And I say that unless you think that life has always been nothing but roses, I will also tell you that not every deal I've been in has been successful. You know, I've lost more than a quarter of a million dollars on one deal in one year. And all I had to show for it was a judgment. My total debt has been over 4 million and the creditors were calling me as if they had my number on speed out. You know, I've seen my credit score drop from 720 to 600 in less than 45 days. I've been unemployed and underemployed for more than three years at one time and on the verge of violent bankruptcy. Yes, life happens. So when you find yourself on uneven ground, you have to accept responsibility, assume a defensive position while stabilizing, and then keep your head up and then persevere. You know, it was probably the lowest point in my life when – I reflected and said, how could I be a businessman and be broke financially and personally? When I thought about those times in which life was out of balance and I looked at when my marriage was ending and the first time that I was in that situation of wondering, would I actually make it out alive? And kept asking the question of how could this have happened to me? I remember saying I was too smart, too educated, too good at what I was doing to be nearly bankrupt financially and personally. I'd become a millionaire, and then it was gone. I was feeling like an utter failure. I mean, all of these things hit real close to home when I'm engaging with people because there's compassion that comes through experience. And that feeling of embarrassment, sometimes you feel like a failure. I understand that's hard. But fortunately, I will tell you that in those moments when you're operating from the spirit, when you're really... dialing dialing in, if you will, and going to that quiet spot, as Abdul was speaking of. In my experience, I was able to make it because of my faith and my mindset. And then in that moment, I found my safety net by some close relationships. And here's what I did to come through that storm that I hope will enable those of you out here that are operating as believers, that will cause you to truly say, you know what, I truly believe in God's word for my life, that, that you truly believe that you're an heir, that there's a right that you have that you're ready to take true hold of and and no longer look back. Because I'll tell you that hope in the future is what gives you power in the present. In my storm, in my valley, I took off for seven days. And I did so just to have a, a, a retreat. I figured that something was really wrong with me in the way that I was living my life because I found myself being obsessed with making money and doing deals. I had succumbed to the erroneous thought that my self-worth was dictated by my network.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: I was not a great dad or a great husband. I needed to rebuild my life and start again. The way that I described this time as a basketball player is that I was at halftime. And as I looked up at the clock going into the locker room, I glanced up, saw the score, and I wasn't worried about whether or not I was going to win the game. I was worried about, I was making sure that I was going to ensure that I go out and win the next quarter. So during that that halftime of my life, the question wasn't about winning. It was about how I was going to play the second half. And so right now, what are you going to do moving forward from this morning? Some tips I'll give you is that for me, I went and I read some books beginning with my Bible study. But then I picked up some practical application books, such as The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Eckhart's Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, I worked out daily because that spiritual beast, that, 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 whole, that whole being, see, spiritual, mental, emotional, relational. I focused on that right there because I knew that would then take care of the physical and financial. I worked out daily. I included daily meditation. And then I emerged with a new outlook and philosophy on my life. And since that day, my personal mission and my objectives have been clearly defined. So what are you truly about? What's that purpose Because as I shared the other day, that your purpose and your priority, that's the anchor. That's what's below that water when you think about the iceberg. If you focus on that spiritual piece, that mental piece, that emotional piece, that relational piece, then
0: you have what is necessary to create the productivity and the profitability.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
4: And so that's that's really where I I, want to leave it there because literally everything that's been shared touches so much that I just hope that that right there speaks to a connectivity to to allow people to run off with what has
0: shared, what Bishop has said, what you've shared, what Abdullah said. Yeah, so powerful. Um, this is the this is the the deal. This is the turning point right now for you to be able to bounce back, right? Because I can feel the disparity in the audience. And this is so, so, I don't know which direction, because I'm still on Blog Talk and I am here. And I know that, um, you know, for Blog Talk, you, you've been hanging in here. And what I want you to do is we're going to continue this conversation in the Power Moves uh, tribe group in Facebook later on on today, because you may not be able to hop in Clubhouse. And we want to talk about, you know, the priorities what's most important to you? Sometimes you can start chasing the dollar and then end up with the dollar and losing everything else that's most important to you. And you don't figure that out until way down the road. So the priorities are extremely important. Like how do you want to earn money? That You can reverse engineer your entire life from what do you really want to experience to then now you can start like Xing out. Like some of the stuff that I've been doing, no wonder it's so hard because Success is not supposed to be difficult because you're made in the likeness of an infinite, intelligent God. So why is it so confusing and so hard? Because we'll be going against our God-like nature and making our flesh nature the priority. That's where it gets hard. Remember that even when in the Garden of Eden, after you know Adam and Eve with the apple and Adam like it was her and he she's like it was the serpent and all the blame think about what i just described about in the emotional in the emotional guidance scale on even in the garden of eden you can see this thing here where they were at the lowest of creation because they were just after trying to be who they already were they didn't even they didn't believe that god was like hey you come from me. You got everything. They were willing to go to this so-called tree of knowledge from the serpent. I would be, in my mind, I don't know, common sense. I'm like, you on the ground. You ain't even got no feet. Like, how you know more than me? Like, I'm standing up like, I don't know, right? I'm, I'm just that kind of cray-cray like that. Like, I'd be looking like, you're a snake. How you know more than God who created us? Where were you when he created us? Like, I, I would be asking the snake some questions. And so I do. I ask snake questions all the time, and, and they, they, they don't like me when I ask them questions. But I don't know. You know, like Bishop and I were talking about, you know, snakes are doing what they're supposed to do. they they snake, right? We got, <laughs> we need to do what we're supposed to do. We need to operate. And our God, like nature. So we're going to continue that conversation with Blog Talk and our Power Tribe, Power Moves Tribe on Facebook. If you're not in there, even in Clubhouse, you can hop in. Facebook is Power Moves Tribe by Pick there We'll talk about that later. Blog Talk, we're going to, talk and we'll see you soon. Okay, love you. God bless you. Clubhouse, we're going to continue on.